Hello and welcome back to the Replatform Podcast. It's myself, James, and I'm joined again by uh, my co-host, Paul Rogers. Mr. Rogers, how are you today, sir? Very good. I'm very excited for uh, this episode. I think it'll be an interesting one. Excellent. Yes, uh, me too. You know more about uh, our guests than I do, so I'm in- intrigued to hear more. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're diving uh, into the technology a bit deeper today. And we're going to be um, talking to Patrick Friday, who's CEO at View Storefront. So, um, in the uh, in the true fashion of the e-commerce industry, where um, jargon um, is is really really popular, um, so PWA and headless are two key words that we're going to be exploring more today. So, View Sto- Storefront for those who haven't come across it before, or haven't worked with it, is an open source front end that, that can work with any e-commerce platform. It's built to be headless. It's built uh, as a PWA aggressive web app, so we'll, we'll explore more what that means, and works with, with all major platforms, including Magento, Shopware, Salesforce, EpiServer, Shopify, WooCommerce, and even more. Um, but let, let's uh, let's uh, say hello to Patrick. How are you doing, Patrick? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing uh, very well. I'm, uh, you know, very, very busy uh, doing everything that is connected with a final spin-out of a, of a company uh, from Divante uh, to to set it as a separate entity and uh, this is stated for end of this week so you can just imagine how much paperwork I'm going through those last days oh gosh uh, well I really we really appreciate you taking the time to jump on jump onto the replatform podcast maybe it'd be a welcome break from all the legal documents you have to read and sign yeah that's actually a, a pretty good uh, break Excellent. So um, before we start asking you loads of annoying questions about uh, um, VSF and uh, and the technology, how about for, for those of our listeners who, who aren't so familiar with it, could you give an introduction to what View Storefront is? Like, how did it start? Why did it start, etc.? Yeah, of course. Uh, so we started uh, View Storefront as a I would say I would even call it like a side project uh, as as we were a part of uh, Divante, which is a software e-commerce agency. Uh, they were a Magento partner for a long time. And uh, clients uh, would come to us and say that uh, they can see a traffic shifting heavily towards mobile uh, and and going away from desktop. Uh, But the conversion rates on mobile uh, are much smaller. So they actually started to lose money. And uh, they would come to us asking uh, to improve the performance, improve the user experience on the uh, mobile. And this was quite hard with standard Magento frontend. A lot of money uh, would be invested, but the results were just not there. So uh, the the tech team started to look at different uh, opportunities on the market, what is available, and we came across the the progressive web apps. At that point, it was AliExpress, Alibaba, uh, Twitter, and a lot of other very big, really, really big companies using that. And after we realized that this would be quite expensive to do from scratch each time, uh, we came up with this idea, maybe we can uh, do some kind of framework to make our life easier. And then we're going to try it on the on the project and see how it goes. Uh, so actually, the very first proof of concept was started with uh, React. And uh, developers didn't really like it. Uh, it was taking quite long. And... Uh, they told us that it's not really uh, a front-end friendly framework. Like React was was done uh, to to be more like a very comprehensive, and and uh, in in exchange to and to to compare to Vue Vue.js, uh, when uh, they did the uh, proof of concept uh, on that, it was three times faster, 
and uh, that the results were were much better. And the developers said that the experience working with Vue is uh, is definitely better. And uh, the funny thing is that uh, if you're gonna look at a lot of other solutions uh, that are you know uh, front end PWA that are currently on the market, all of them. Uh, I mean, not all, but most of them are based on React. There are some on uh, Angular, for example, uh, Spartacus for, for SAP. And we are still uh, remaining the only one on Vue, uh, which is which is quite crazy for me. And uh, as we had totally no money because we were inside an agency, uh, so it's not like you get money for, for product because that's just a pure cost. Uh, we really wanted to help others and uh, we were sharing the ideas and ex- exchanging this with other developers that we knew, mainly from other agencies, uh, we decided to open source it and, uh, you know, try to make a e-commerce world a, a better place with sharing what we did. And then suddenly uh, we, we saw this taking off much, much faster than we expected. Uh, at some point, we decided to do a product hunt campaign. And this was a, a really big success uh, that that showed us that hey maybe maybe we are on the on the right track uh, so so let's run uh, with it and then yeah the the PWA hype uh, was was growing so I think we had a very good timing as well uh, and since the very beginning uh, our focus was on the developers uh, so so this is this this is how we storefront uh, was born right it was created by developers uh, for developers. Uh, then open sourced because no budget, uh, and and here we are now. That makes sense. I think that's a really good um, introduction, and I totally agree on the timing. I was thinking about this earlier, and I guess um, you guys were probably the first to market. I think yeah. um, with a decent product in this space. Um, so the big thing that I think has impressed me the most, and I, I'm really impressed with your growth and some of the agencies that are using View Storefront as like their default solution now, and and also some of the merchants you've got on board, which we'll talk about later. Um, but the biggest thing that I've been impressed with is the community behind the product. Um, how did how did you start this? How did you go about kind of getting so many developers contributing to the product? And was this always kind of what you saw as your primary route to market? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really good question, and you know, I'm very often thinking myself how this whole thing happened, <laughs> because uh, you you know you're you're asking if this was the plan, if we you know had this in mind from the very beginning, and I I have to say no, like you know from the very beginning, uh, again we had no money, so uh, we we decided to to hustle, and you know when you have no money, you usually have time, right, and and you can uh, turn time into something, so. I remember myself, Philip, like every time some developers would join the Slack channel, we would say hi, ask them where they are coming from. So we would actually spend time with those developers. Uh, And then uh, our thinking was that the more people we will have involved into building the product, the more people will have to show them the plan and then get a very, very honest and quick feedback because we told them, hey, it's not like we're going to uh, kill you or are we gonna you know do, do some crazy stuff because you're gonna tell us hey this is uh, not how we see this this is exactly what we want to hear because you guys will be working with this project uh, with this product afterwards so if you will not help us now on the very beginning on the fundamentals then you're gonna have a lot of headaches afterwards and then everyone is gonna get mad right so those very first developers that joined uh, were very key uh, people 
and that, that are doing the contributions. And I think this feedback uh, helped a lot to avoid the mistakes because you have a lot of people looking at this from different uh, perspective. And uh, we didn't really uh, believe that this is growing uh, so fast. And as I mentioned, we were trying to figure out what was happening, but I think it's the word of month, mouth. When, when you do a, a good product and uh, you are honest with your community, people just talk. And when one developer goes to, to some conference and they are thinking of, you know, what can be done on the front end side, another developer will say, hey, I, I saw this project, View Storefront. It's a very early stage, you know, it, it has 900, 1000 GitHub stars, uh, but I'm on Slack. People are pretty cool. And I think those guys are onto something. And I think this is how uh, it really went uh, forward. And uh, the last thing that I... Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that has a huge influence on that. In uh, 2018 and 2020, uh, we used to travel a lot to different conferences. And around those conferences, we would do hackathons. Uh, we had, I think, 22 or even 23 uh, hackathons in in the, over, over those two years. And, uh, you know, it also wasn't that easy because, again, no money. So what we used to do is that, okay, so uh, the, the conference is in London. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, contact one of the community members that is working for a, an agency, uh, like e-commerce agency from, from London, ask them how big the office is, and then uh, say, hey, since you have such a big office, do you mind hosting Hackathon for, you know, 35 developers? And every time they said yes, because why not? It's promotion for them. Uh, you know, other developers that are joining, they they even looked at this as a proper HR opportunity to maybe hire some good developers. And then uh, we would go to some technology partners uh, that we work with and say, hey, do you want to buy a pizza for everyone? That would be pretty cool. We never asked for money. It was always pizza, beer, things like that. Uh, so, so those hackathons, uh, really uh, helped us a lot because first of all, uh, you socialize with developers, you meet them face to face. Uh, and the second thing, if we plan those hackathons properly, we just had a, a list of you know issues on GitHub or, or, or some uh, certain topic. We would go, for example, that would be a payment integration hackathon, right? So we would try to integrate different, uh, different payments uh, with, with Magento at that point. Uh, and yeah, and, and I think it worked. And uh, Magento itself, uh, you know, th this community uh, was was very good in general. Uh, a lot of people after uh, Magento 2 uh, started to distance uh, themselves from Magento a little bit. And I think uh, View Storefront was this uh, very, View Storefront reminded them of, of early days at, at Magento, right? So so this is also the feedback we got from developers that would join those those hackathons. So I think we always, uh, you know, focus on people, on the developers, and we didn't really think where this can get us. Like we, we were just being honest and, and try to make fun as we did that and, and talk to people. That was probably the, the most important here. So I, I can see why there are parallels with the, the Magento world, with the, the community and, and like developer collaboration being important. And and you started out working just for Magento, but now you've broadened out into other platforms. So had you always planned to do that? Um, uh, you know, and which platforms are the biggest for you now? No, we we didn't. Again, we didn't plan this. 
so we said, okay, cool. Like we are growing on Magento. It's it's nice. Like uh, there was PWA Studio. Uh, there were some other uh, competitors in this in this field, and 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 somehow you know we we were growing uh, uh, in the in the fastest pace. And then basically what happened, we started getting a lot of uh, questions. So people were writing to me on LinkedIn, or they would write to to Philip, which is uh, who is my co-founder and CTO. Or we would just get emails uh, through contact forms to us and people were like, hey, can you use Vue Storefront uh, with commerce tools? Can you use Vue Storefront with Salesforce? When we did product hunt, uh, product hunt campaign, we had really hundreds of people asking for integration with Shopify and WooCommerce. Uh, so then we decided, hey, maybe if we get so many questions like that, I believe that there is something... Uh, on the market that we can fit into, and uh, what if we would make Vue Storefront uh, universal? And this is when we started rethinking if the architecture we did having Magento in mind would also work uh, for for other platforms. And what we did, we decided to change it a little bit, make it easier, and make it more modular and and composable, uh, so people can use different elements instead of having to use the whole uh, the whole part, right? So they can really figure out and think how much of Vue Storefront they want to use in the project, right? So they can just use a, a different models. And this is how Vue Storefront Next was born. And uh, after doing a research on the market, uh, we decided to pick uh, commerce tools, uh, mainly for two reasons. Uh, they had API first focus before it was cool. And they were, you know, headless before it was cool. That's that's my opinion. And the second one is that they didn't really focus on the front-end part. They were always very loud and, and clear that, hey, we are a, a back-end e-commerce platform. Uh, front-end is just to show you, you know, the, the demo, uh, but this is not our focus. And, and they told us that from the very beginning. And, and I think this is why this, this uh, partnership is working out so well for us. Uh, and also, uh, funny thing happened because... Uh, after just a few weeks uh, since we started the proof of concept with them, uh, the Halil, a CTO from a company called Lovecrafts from the UK, approached us and said, hey guys, uh, I'm migrating from uh, Magento. I'm pretty much set on commerce tools, but before I make a final decision, I want to know if I can use Vue Storefront because I love what you guys are doing. And if you can tell me that Vue Storefront will, will work with commerce tools, I'm going to pick commerce tools, right? And uh, we showed him the proof of concept. He, he was amazed that we already actually started doing that. And uh, we got a huge support from uh, Halil, uh, the, the CTO, and Edward, who is the CEO of Lovecrafts. Uh, they, they contributed a lot uh, to, the, to the integration itself. And uh, I think it would be very hard for us uh, to, to do it so fast if they wouldn't approach us. Uh, so they will be very one of the very first clients that will go live with Vue Storefront okay. and, uh, and Commerce Source. A question on that. Um, from from a technical integration point of view, what are the advantages or, or what are the differences for you when trying to integrate with a API first platform that has full API coverage like commerce tools versus a a um, yeah a platform like a, a, a Shopify or a Shopware? Mm -hmm. So 
Shopware actually is is good example here because uh, what we did was the integration with Shopware six, yeah. and uh, and and we develop a very native product which uh, we we like to call Shopware PWA because it's so uh, natively connected with Shopware six and Shopware six is already you know API first and and headless platform. It's totally different than Shopware five, and yeah. we actually help them a lot to adjust the APIs so that would fit very well into the front end uh, like the storefront. Uh, if I compare uh, Magento and Commerce Tools, you know the integration with Commerce Tools wa- was much more uh, efficient, and we managed to cover a lot of Commerce Tools uh, functionalities and and provide a lot of things out of the box uh, on the end. Uh, and uh, the the system itself is just so much more efficient, even in terms of performance, right? Uh, so we don't have to get any, uh, you know, middle middle layer here or something like Elasticsearch that that we have in uh, in in Magento and things like that. So I think this is a, a really really big difference, and I'm wondering uh, when Magento will ever catch up uh, with that kind of approach because they would have to rewrite a lot of parts of the system. Uh, I know that Salesforce uh, is is working heavily uh, on this uh, API changes. Uh, we are also a part of the of the Salesforce uh, uh, beta uh, program for for those APIs, and this is going well. But still, uh, it's it's a little bit behind commerce tools. So I think in terms of this approach, uh, they are definitely a, a winner, and this is also why we decided uh, to to start with commerce tools as a, as a very first step. Sense. Um, you touched on Shopify, though. James touched on Shopify, mm-hmm. um, how, and you mentioned that you know it's a lot easier working with solutions like Shopware and um, commerce tools. Um, yeah, how does this differ with Shopify? And do you have a lot of customers um, using the storefront with Shopify? Yeah. So with with Shopify, uh, we together with our partners uh, very recently, I think like two months ago, uh, we we released uh, like a. Uh, how to call it, developer preview or MVP uh, of this integration with Shopify. Uh, I know that there are uh, many projects under the development right now, uh, but I don't think there is anything uh, live yet. And uh, as as for us, uh, again, somehow we didn't plan this. Uh, our focus changed more to the uh, enterprise-grade uh, businesses. So so commerce tools uh, is it's the, it's the obvious choice here. Uh, and, and as for Shopify, in most cases, those projects uh, will be quite quite simple, right? Uh, they will be using uh, similar templating, not much customization, because this is actually what what customers using Shopify uh, expect, right? It should be easy. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be too expensive. On Shopify Plus, uh, it it changes a little. Uh, so again, here we have to cover more uh, things on the integration side. Uh, so Shopify is in our pipeline, and uh, we just don't know when exactly we can we can place this. Uh, but in terms of integration, uh, it is a little bit more challenging, uh, yes, uh, c- compared yeah. to commerce because of this API that they have currently. Uh, I also know that they are working on something, so it's good that the whole industry realized that this is the way and they can't just go back and they can't stay, so they have to start doing something as soon as they can. So I think everything will shift into this direction. Makes sense. Um, so my next question Um so you have a cloud product, um, which is a premium offering. Um, how does the how does that differ from the open source product, um, and how popular is it? Um, yeah, talk us through kind of the core offering and some of the differences between the two. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as we had a lot of calls uh, with with different uh, merchants, it's you know small, medium, and an enterprise. We realized that uh, the biggest issue those merchants have working at that point with Magento were the integrations, right? So integrations with many different third-party services, CMSs, and then payments, you know, checkout, things like that. Uh, so what we uh, thought is that. Why should everyone uh, do those again each time they want to start something? Uh, there are, of course, some modules done by our partners, uh, but not all of them uh, are kept, you know, updated at all times. So we said, hey, let's let's do it in-house and we're going to rent them out. So we can do a very good integration with, you know, Amplains, for example, with, uh, with Algolia uh, and with Checkout.com. We're going to develop those integrations in-house. We're going to do the maintenance in-house. And then when clients will, will come to us, we're going to tell them, hey, listen, you can either uh, use the open source version, but the open source version uh, will not cover all of the uh, uh, functionalities of the of commerce tools, but will allow you to build a very uh, simple uh, store and go uh, through whole uh, customer journey without uh, much need of uh, the, the custom development if you do not want to change the, the front-end styling that much, right? The rest, you can, of course, change, extend, uh, and uh, you're going to use this stand-alone uh, code library that we provide. However, this uh, will take you much more time if your project is complex and you want to do more integrations with third party. And here is, on the silver plate, we are bringing you uh, our enterprise uh, and, and paid offering. And in this paid offering, uh, we can provide out-of-the-box integrations with CMS systems, uh, search, uh, payments, and promotion engine, uh, which is cutting the time uh, uh, to to value and time to market heavily. And uh, as we compare this, uh, this... uh, the license cost is at about 30% of what company would have to spend on custom development. So this is a fairly good deal because instead of spending money and a lot of time uh, to, to do those things in a, in a custom way, uh, they can just get it from us. That makes sense. And, um, and do a lot of your bigger, I guess, like, yeah, how how many kind of, how, have you seen it grow a lot? And then also, you know, some of your bigger merchants like Zadig and Voltaire and uh, Fortnum and Mason, people like that, do they use the enterprise or cloud version? Yeah, so the thing is, the, the cloud is very, very recent. Uh, so on the on the Magento, we, we do have uh, some clients using cloud, but Magento does not provide those out-of-the-box uh, integrations yet, right? This is, is, this is something we will add. So on, on Magento, uh, we provide a cloud uh, that is having all of the all of, uh, DevOps tools, uh, SLAs, and things like that to deploy view storefront, right? So this is what we, what we provide. However, on commerce tools, uh, we, we don't have one client that is using uh, open source version because we were able to show the value from the very beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And I guess the projects with commerce tools are generally larger projects anyway, so it's a smaller um, Exactly, exactly, yes. 
That makes sense. Um, so the next question. So this is um, entirely based on uh, my experience, maybe two plus years ago, uh, looking at View Storefront with Magento 2. Um, I remember when we were kind of scoping our projects, there, there was quite a lot of stuff that I guess would have needed a lot of work. So certain payment methods, um, certain kind of bits within the checkout. Um, and there were just generally like a few things that would need a lot of input from a development team um, to kind of build out. Um, has this changed now? And I guess, yeah, talk us through kind of how you've kind of developed View Storefront and maybe how it's um, it supports kind of more payment methods kind of, and yeah, and just more uh, customization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we know that this was an, an issue. And uh, to be honest, most of the projects that are using Magento uh, as, as a backend, we highly recommend to use Magento uh, checkout as well because this will uh, take off all of the issues uh, that, that you described, right? Uh, so so uh, as for now, uh, we don't have anything that we could call, you know, view storefront checkout or, or anything like this. Uh, however, uh, as uh, we strongly believe in, in partnerships, we decided that there are companies that are doing only this. So why should we? We are the front end and this is what we're going to be and and stay. We don't want to go into CMS uh, direction or anything like that, just the front end. Uh, So we, uh, on commerce tool side and also on Magento, we partner up with uh, checkout.com and we are also talking with uh, Fast. Uh, this is this is a, a a new company that is going on the market. Uh, so far, they are only for big commerce, uh, but I know that they are developing for uh, Magento, for commerce tools, and for other platforms uh, as well. So this is this is how we plan to to go about this, right? Integrating with again third party services that are just very good at at what they do. And Checkout.com uh, is is used, for example, by Lovecrafts uh, as well. Makes sense. And. What does uh, an average view storefront technology stack look like? Because you, you've mentioned a lot of different third parties you work with. We talked about headless and headless CMS. So what are the most common technologies you generally get paired with in an implementation? Like, um, you know, Is there a particular headless CMS that view storefront works best with? Mm, I don't know if there is one that it just works best with uh, because... Again, as we, uh, we we become recently a Mach Alliance uh, member, and uh, this is also uh, how we worked even before joining uh, Mach. Uh, so in Mach, you have uh, Ampliance, you have Content Stack, you have Contentful, and I know other CMSs are joining, uh, but we are also very good friends with with Storyblock uh, because they are also using uh, Vue.js and they are. Uh, quite uh, supportive for the Vue.js community, uh, and and we also keep it together. Same that goes with with Next, right? Uh, so so this is uh, something natural for us. And you know we have a story block uh, being used in uh, in Lampenwelt, uh, which is a very big uh, company out of Germany. Uh, then uh, Zadig and Volter is using Prismic. Uh, and and things like that. So you know, in general, we integrate with those CMS uh, systems, and and very often they can do some adjustments on their side uh, to work very good uh, with, with us, right? And uh, we already have the integration with Ampliance, and I would say that this is very impressive uh, how it works, and also how fast we could develop things 
things like that, right? It, it is very complex integration and it didn't took us that much time as I expected. We are working on, on content stack and contentful integrations. The proof of concepts are, are done already and, and now we are uh, you know adding things uh, to it uh, to, to have it ready out of the box. But also as we are approached by clients, uh, if something is at the proof of concept stage and, and the clients are, are saying, hey, I want to use the CMS, uh, I'm always going to say, okay, you, you do not have to do, do it yourself. We're going to do it for you if you go uh, with, with our license. And then we are just very honest about the, the timelines, right? But this is also helping us uh, to, to do a proper planning of uh, where the uh, where the focus should go. And in terms of search, Algolia and Constructor, this is something we, we already have. Uh, Constructor is only for very, very large enterprises, but it's a great uh, technology. And Algolia has a very flexible pricing schema so uh, that they, they are used in, in most of the projects, I would say. In, in OMS uh, field, we are working closely with Fluent Commerce, uh, me media management uh, very closely with Cloudinary. They are very good friends of ours. Uh, and, and yeah, check out this checkout.com and, and fast uh, checkout. That, that's going to uh, come to us uh, at some point. Okay, so I, I guess the key takeaway for people listening is the flexibility that you're not locked into a specific set of technology partners. Um, yeah, pre precisely. And I think what's important uh, to, to know is that uh, we see View Storefront and, and in general, front-end is this place when you connect all of the dots together, right? Uh, because you have to connect with backend and you have to connect with all the other technology partners and then you have to present it. And uh, I like uh, the, the, the way how now uh, different uh, you know, media explain this, uh, what's happening on the market is that the, the retailers are, are taking the experience they created in offline stores uh, to online, right? And, and the front-end, will be the place uh, as you go into different uh, offline shops, you go in there and you have, you know, white walls, something is shining, the way how they present the products, it's different uh, case by case, right? And I think now merchants realize that front-end is that place and that is going to play a very important role into differentiation. So I think this flexibility is a key. Uh, because no mer merchant out there wants to have the same shop as their competitors, right? They want to have this need. Uh, they they want to have this flexibility and and possibility to 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 extend with whatever they want and add whatever third party services. And, and we call it the the best of of the best uh, in their choice. And, and I think, you know, there is this. Uh, the, the saying that uh, no code or, or low code is gonna uh, you know be very important. I I do agree, uh, but we have to think for who because I don't think no code uh, for large enterprises will ever be a case because you you can't build a complex setup for enterprise clients uh, without developer uh, involvement and and developers and and senior architects helping to pick the right stack. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree because yeah. Uh, the the implications on the wider business of getting the wrong technology decision are huge in a large enterprise. Um, it kind of links into the next question I've got, uh, Patrick, which is about the partner ecosystem that that uh, you guys have built at View Storefront. So, SI technology partners, could you could you elaborate for for people listening? What, what is the role of the the partner ecosystem? Uh, how important are they to View Storefront? You know. And it, so I guess a key question is, if somebody is looking at View Storefront um, as a front-end solution for their new web e-commerce website, 
is is it a partner that does all the development or is view still storefront involved alongside a partner how does it work mm-hmm. so uh this is something we we have to um, I think fight would be the, the wrong word, but you know, this this thing that we were a part of Divante, a lot of people in the industry do remember that. And they actually have this, uh, you know, conclusion that View Storefront does software development services. We don't. Like we are a technology company. What we can do uh, for uh, SIs or what we can do for merchants uh, is that we can provide some consulting and we can provide a support license. This is how we call it, right? So support license is something that you get a set amount of hours. It is very small. It's, it's between two to 10 hours a month. You have a, a first uh, line direct contact, uh, which is a Slack channel with our core team. So we can uh, help you solve things and answer questions very, very fast. Because otherwise, you know, it's it's a GitHub issue or you have to write on our public Slack and we can give you guarantee uh, when we will uh, reply. The community is huge. And, you know, as I mentioned, we're only going to be 17 uh, people. And, and this is the size of the team right now compared to other companies out there. Uh, it's, it's really not that big. So it's it's hard for us to, to keep uh, answering to all of the uh, questions on Slack, uh, you know, very, very fast. So this is what we can do for SIs or uh, what we can do uh, for merchants. And uh, when we get a lead, uh, we always try to uh, figure out, okay, so where's the uh, the merchant from? How big it is? What budgets they have? And then match them with the right uh, software agency, right? Uh, so so uh, Divante will, of course, stay as our co-partner because, as you can imagine, Divante has a huge knowledge of uh, headless uh, and, and you know, front-end development. Uh, they were taking part of view storefront creation, but they also created, uh, together with uh, SAP, uh, they created Spartacus. So if you are involved into building two uh, PWA uh, products for headless backends, uh, and, and focusing around API, obviously Divante will always be a, a good choice uh, and, and this will be our co-partner. But we also have other uh, partners that, that work closely uh, with us and implement ViewStorefront. You know, there is right now 220 live cases uh, of uh, ViewStorefront on top of Magento, right? And I think Divante's uh, part of it uh, was four cases. They are they are very big, yes, but imagine the how small the percentage is to all of the sites being live. And currently we have about 80 partners and this is mainly the the Magento uh, agencies. Uh, And right now we are also onboarding uh, other very big agencies uh, for uh, commerce tools. Uh, For example, Valtech, that that could be one of the examples. So aside from like the, we talked about the community earlier and how important the community, especially the development community is to you and the partners. What do you think separates VUE from other providers on the market? Could you articulate some of the the, the USPs or benefits of VIEW um, for anybody listening who's considering it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think the way how we started, uh, so, you know, developers started uh, VIEW Storefront and uh, we wanted to solve a very certain issues with Magento tech stack, right, that we didn't like uh, for the on the front-end side. I think from the very beginning, uh, the, this, this tech focus and developer focus uh, stayed with us and it's still uh, with us. And uh, I think that other companies uh, were starting really because of 
business kind of reasons. And from the very beginning, they were a closed source. So just thinking about that, if you have two products, one product were developed by, let's say, 10, 15, maybe 20 people, and then you have another product that was developed, uh, was getting feedback uh, from thousands of developers. So which product has a higher chance of you know, avoiding uh, bad decisions and uh, being a good product for developers, right? So I, I think this is, this is probably the, the key difference uh, on what is out there on the market and what View Storefront really is. So if you put us in the room when we are uh, taking part of you know, RFPs and we are talking to, to very large merchants, when you put us in the room uh, for a workshop with technical people, we will do the magic. Right and and in most cases we basically win the deals because if we're gonna show them uh, the details of what we do how we do it uh, it's very hard to find something that is even close to what View Storefront can deliver but if we're gonna get on the deal with business people I'm in trouble even though you know I'm I'm doing B two B sales for almost ten years now uh, we simply are not very good at showing the benefits of how we did View Storefront. Uh, to, to the business people because, okay, we can show them what PWA means. They, we can show them what headless means, but the, the key value is in our product, right? Because you have all their competitors out there. They are also PWAs and so on, but they have a very nice dashboard. Uh, they have, you know, some, some nice uh, buttons. We do not have it yet. This is what we uh, are currently uh, developing. And this is where most of the money from the venture capital will go into. Just last week, Thursday and Friday, we had a very long workshops uh, with, with all of our dev team. And we, you know, really came up with a proper roadmap for this part. And I believe that, once we're gonna have this business side uh, covered, we we're gonna be uh, very safe because again, tech people really understand the product, and usually we help tech people on the merchant side uh, to to explain and sell to the business. When we can only talk to business, unfortunately, uh, we are uh, on the risk of losing uh, the deals, and then uh, some some of the other competition uh, can can you know make beautiful presentation. Uh, show the buttons and and they can win it. Uh, but after some time, and this is also the feedback we are getting from our partners uh, that looked at some other products, uh, the the technology under and the way uh, how other products were built is is totally different uh, than what we do at Storefront. Um, so I have a question. Uh, so one of the sites that I saw launched over the last few weeks was Fortnum & Mason, um, which is obviously a massive brand and the site looks great. Um, and I saw there's another one that I can't remember that went live as well. Um, are you getting a lot of clients at this level? And what are some other examples of big stores or brands that have launched recently? Mm -hmm. So right now we see that approximately 10% uh, from the overall sites going live uh, is uh, enterprise-grade clients. And I think this will increase uh, once they will realize what View Storefront really is. Because uh, on the very beginning, people, people thought that View Storefront is, you know, you, you take View Storefront, uh, adjust templates, and you can launch it in, you know, a few days. <laughs> this is what we were getting uh, asked for. And it, it's a bit more complex than that. Uh, and, and I think the fit for enterprises is amazing here. But also, I'm not saying that... Uh, the, the the sites can go live uh, on the small and medium because most of the sites are like this. If you're going to go for our live cases, 
on Vistor from Naya, you can see them, right? So I think another one uh, is definitely Zadig and, and Volter, uh, yeah. which is in increasing their online presence. And recently we uh, showed the, the case study and we were actually collecting data for a very long time before we did that. And we showed the results 2019, the same period of six months compared to 2020 during the coronavirus and lockdown, right? Uh, so, so Zadik prepared themselves very well for that. Uh, then we have uh, Tally Whale, uh, which has also pretty big traffic and is very well-known brand. Uh, there is uh, Marco Polo under the development and the, and the backend for them is uh, About You Cloud. Uh, and uh, they they are two more very very uh, large uh, clients. Uh, they they total revenue is is over ten billion dollars. But I can't say uh, the the names of those clients until they're gonna go live and we're gonna have a green light uh, for this. Uh, so so I I can tell you that it's really growing. And uh, as we show more cases, more other large enterprises uh, go go forward. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then next question. So obviously, I think the biggest objective um, for people going down this route, or one of the biggest objectives, um, would be kind of mobile experience and kind of generally kind of speed and flexibility and freedom on the front end side. Um, but beyond that, um, a lot of people talk about things like push notifications and offline mode and offline compatibility and also being able to save um, the um the kind of store or the web app to the home screen on on different mobile devices um do you have any case studies for some of these benefits and do a lot of people or do you have any clients doing anything creative in this space yeah so what we realized that on the very beginning we thought that this offline mode will be you know a game changer everyone will use it right and then what we realized that Merchants actually didn't find that much value in it. So a lot of people are talking about uh, this, this offline mode. But then after looking how much work this requires, right, uh, to do it properly, uh, most of the people just drop it. And they say, maybe we're going to do it later on. I think this B2B uh, segment is, is going to have a bigger interest uh, in the offline mode. Uh, and this is actually what we are exploring uh, right now, also together with, with commerce tools. Uh, and, and I think, yeah, for B2B, this offline mode probably will be uh, much, much more, more more in the way of interest from, from the clients, right? Uh, on the B2C, like, you know, Zadig, no offline mode, Tallyway, no offline mode. So we see that this really didn't adopt it as much as, as people thought it would be. Uh, in terms of push notifications, so on Android, this is not an issue. Uh, on the on iOS, unfortunately, it's still under the development. If you're gonna look at the roadmap uh, on what uh, what what they are showing, so I believe that this will come at some point. And and right now, to enable those push notifications, uh, you have to go through different wrappers and then uh, allow them. But also, my background is uh, is very big in the native apps. Before, I was working on different uh, startups doing mobile apps, and then for almost three years at the software house uh, doing mobile apps for others. And uh, I just know that data is very clear that most of the notifications are blocked anyway. I mean, think of yourself, like how many uh, push notifications are you blocking because you do not want to get push notification on your face and, and you know be distracted every second or something. And what we see is really growing now is in-app notifications. So those in-app notifications are only showing to the user as they are using uh, the application. 
right? So they are not that invasive and you can still use very personalized uh, notifications inside the, the application as the users is on it. Uh, to you know, convert them to to buy something, show them the discount code, uh, remind them about something. So so we see this uh, really growing uh, recently. And uh, as for the add to home screen and uh, the general user experience, this really has a lot to do on how the merchant will do the marketing around this. Because let's be honest, if you will not tell your users that there is an option of adding uh, this to your home screen and why they should do it. They won't because PWA is not that popular for everyday, uh, you know, human being. Uh, so, so this is something that has to be explained. And uh, Zadig and Volter uh, is doing a great job on it. They are sending with each order or or things or you know marketing campaigns uh, reminders. You can show a, a GIF explaining. Okay, so now you can add it. And then URL will disappear and the app will work in a, in a more efficient way. And, and people start to do it. And uh, Zadik has around 30% of, of users who already added, which I believe is a great, uh, great success already, but it's steady growing. So the more people realize that there is an option, I am quite sure uh, they will simply add it uh, to, to the home screen. Another um we talked about quite a few different platforms today. Are there any other e-commerce platforms on the horizons that you're looking to bring on board and, and create those integrations with? Uh, yeah, so uh, I would I would say that at some point we want to cover uh, pretty much uh, all of them. Uh, in in some cases the integration is better. In some cases is not as good as we would like to. But again, it's a matter of money, and this is something we didn't really have that much uh, so far. Because open source is not uh, easy, easy business, right? It's it's only now that we are trying, after almost three years, uh, to to monetize it and and make it make it a living. Uh, so so this is what's gonna you know influence all of those changes and improve the quality of the integrations. Uh, but but so far, I think uh, we see this you know top five uh, or maybe even top six uh, platforms. So for sure, commerce tools. Uh, Magento, uh, Salesforce, and this is more into the, the enterprise kind of way of thinking. And then we have uh, Shopper, we have uh, Big Commerce, and, and we have uh, Shopify when we think of uh, some, some smaller ones, uh, right? Uh, but in the same time, we have platforms like uh, Spryker uh, that did a very comprehensive uh, research on the market. They were looking at different uh, solutions and they decided to, uh, you know, work uh, on the integration heavily on their side uh, to, to integrate Sparker with the storefront. Uh, then we have uh, also uh, Reaction Commerce. And with Reaction Commerce, it's, it's also a, a pretty cool story because uh, the, the integration between Reaction Commerce and the storefront was done by a developer who works at the, the third biggest company out of uh, Netherlands. And they just invested in it themselves because again, we jump on the call, we told them, guys, we would love to have this integration with Reaction Commerce, but simply we don't have funds to do it. And in some cases, we are like, hey, we can help you as much as we can with answering your questions, supporting to you whatever we can. But I simply can't put uh, any manpower currently to actually go in there and code. And they, they were like, cool, we're just going to do it ourselves. As long as you can help us, that's perfect. And in most cases, they are even very open to do open source version of it afterwards. So, so they want to share with the community, which is amazing. And I think this is the, the real power uh, of, of having such uh, such amazing community uh, next to us. 
Excellent. Thank you. And uh, I guess the last question for me is what's on the, on the roadmap for, for you guys now? Um, now you're kind of spun out and you're, 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 um, you're like your own separate um, entity. Is that going to change where you're focused or have you got a committed roadmap? And, and is there anything in that roadmap you can share with our listeners? Mm-hmm. So uh, for sure, what will not change is our uh, approach towards open source because this is our, you know, bones and, and blood. And this is uh, where where we can finally put more investments on. So we're going to have a, a proper community uh, manager. This is how we call this, you know, uh, persona right now. I don't know if that's going to be the, the, the position name, but, you know, someone who can actually be there almost full time. And, and listen to the community, uh, community uh, prepare FAQ and things like that. Uh, for sure, uh, we will have uh, now more focus on figuring out the, the, the monetization uh, idea. Uh, so, so, you know, we can, we can at least make money to cover our, our, our costs. Uh, because as you can imagine, it's, it's much higher uh, the, the cost now than what we, what we make. Uh, and uh, this will be on the on the roadmap uh, for the for this enterprise uh, clients uh, and also development of the of the licensing uh, model. Uh, what I think will be the very first step uh, as we have this uh, separate entity is to actually sign uh, partnership agreements because you can imagine we have so many agencies working with us. We have so many technology uh, partners. And not one one contract, nothing. Everything is based on on trust, which is amazing. But in some cases, uh, like partners do demand those contracts to exchange some informations. And now everything, uh, if we would like to sign, it was on Divante, but really it was the view storefront getting the information. So that was very tricky from the legal perspective. So as I told you in the beginning, uh, I'm I'm buried under under the paperwork uh, to finalize the the the, the spin out, and afterwards I will be buried with paperwork uh, to to finalize all of the pending uh, partnerships. I actually have a, a board with you know all of the partnerships that we have to sign uh, just after we get the legal entity, and uh, and yeah, and and overall. It's uh, it's definitely uh, gonna be you know the the improvement and and pushing harder on the new uh, view store for next uh, architecture, and then bringing more uh, tech uh, partners and uh, working on more uh, backend integrations uh, on a much much uh, higher piece. Fantastic, thanks. That's uh, been really interesting for me. I've definitely learned a lot more about about view and um, and where you guys are going. Paul, were there any other questions that you wanted to ask, Patrick? I don't think so. I think, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting to see how the product's changed over the last few years and to see you picking up some of those much bigger um, customers. So, yeah, a really interesting episode. And I think, yeah, it's good to hear where it's all going. Exactly. And, and Patrick, if anybody out there, whether it's you know, um, development partners who are thinking they might want to um, become part of the partner community um, or people who want to learn a bit more about how they could use view storefront in their e-commerce um stack how do they reach out who should they reach out to at view yeah so they can basically just uh, drop me an, an email on patrick at viewstorefront.io uh, on viewstorefront.io we also have contact forms but if they will write directly uh, to me i can either handle it myself or i can delegate this to the to the right uh, people uh, in 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 view storefront so probably that would be the best way also, uh, my my LinkedIn. If you type Patrick Friday, if you storefront, you should probably find me as well. Fantastic. Well, 
really appreciate you taking the time to come out. Um, we'll leave you to go off and go back to your exciting paperwork. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It was a pleasure. Wonderful. Thanks, and thanks, everybody, as always, for listening. Keep your ears peeled for the next episode.